Okay, Boker Tov. Uh, today's stop is Nun Aleph. Fifty-one. We pick up at the bottom of Nun Amud Bet, three lines down from the medium-sized lines. Okay, we had a whole debate of Rav and Shmuel whether there uh, the uh, the uh, you needed to have Hevel in a board, this air, this thick air, whatever it was, in in order right, in order to be Chayav. Um, and the basic difference would be if you have a little mound and you trip on the mound and you bang yourself on the ground. So the cr- concern that Rav has, his need for Hevel, is that you need some connection to the ground that is causing the impact. So in that type of a case, Rav would actually say you would be exempt. So now the Gemara says three lines down in the medium-sized lines on Nunam with that. So we're going to now analyze our Mishnah with looking at this debate of Rav and Shmuel. So the Mishnah says if the wells were, le- were less than ten Tfachim, and, ho- and an ox or donkey fell into it, you're exempt if they die because it was not fit to cause death. But if they were damaged, you're chayav. Um, Why is it that you're exempt when they die? It must be that we are saying, because look, logically, the Gemara, I mean, the Gemara sort of is also trying to get its head around this idea of Hevel. So it assumes that the basic difference between how deep it is is not a difference of Hevel, it's a difference of the impact, right? There's going to be less of an impact. So you see, says the Gemara, that it is not the Hevel that you're high for. Because if you were high for the Hevel, presumably that doesn't change. Okay? And both Rav and Shmuel, Shmuel says you're also high for the Chavata. But both Rav and Shmuel say you're high for the Hevel. So the Gemara says, well, then you should be high even in a shorter, in, even in a uh, uh, shallower bore. Well, you know, how is the Hevel any different? It's really just the Chavata that's different. So the Gemara says, no, Mishum Dleispe Hevla. No, it's not true. The same way there's less uh, Chavata, there's less Hevel, if it's not as deep. Yahachi, if that's true, Muzak Pachayev, Halespe Hevla, why you Chayev got damaged? Like the Gemara figured for some reason that Hevel was an all or nothing. Impact was, you know, more severe or less severe, enough to cause death, enough to cause injury. Hevel, it's clear the Gemara also doesn't exactly know what Hevel is. <laughs> hevel, the say, okay, either you don't have it or you have it all. Like, okay, if you tell me you have it, then you should be fully Chayev. Amri, no, ain't Hevel the Misa Vyesh, Hevel the There's not enough Hevel to cause death, there's enough Hevel to cause damage. Okay, so that's the difference, but it's not a difference in impact. Now, the Gemara isn't denying that there's a difference in impact, but what the Gemara is saying is that if you say, like Rob, for example, then the you need it always to be, Hevel is the critical, and even according to Shmuel, Hevel is the sufficient reason to be Chayev. So you, if you're going to be putter for Misa, you would have to say there's not enough Hevel to cause death. Okay? Yes? I mean, just because we have to get at that point, but, you know, a tenth Fahim is really not that high. I mean, like, you know, the animal's head if it's a shore is above that anyway. Right. Like, you know, so it, I'm just trying to understand. Like, How does it cause death? Yeah, the I don't know. I mean, you know, well, the Hevel, I don't know. I thought you were saying even the impact. No, the impact. Impact. How does it cause death? The impact, too, but like, you know. I don't, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, look, you know, they say, God forbid, they say a baby can drown in like an inch of water. So, you know, I don't know. That's because it's Yeah, I know. I, I really have no idea what to say. What bothers me more is that I'd like to believe that this Hevel is not that they really believe that some mysterious force that itself could kill, but it is a way of connecting, you know, the person who dug the well to the impact of the wall. 
wall. It's like I created the Hevel, so therefore it's like it's my wall. It's like I'm, you know, I'm connected to all the damage that gets created. But it doesn't sound that way in the Gemara because then you could acknowledge that there's a difference between the degree of Chavata. There is a difference between the Chavata, but there's another, the Hevel connects you to the Chavata. But the Gemara doesn't seem to be doing that. The Gemara says like, no, if you're Chayiv or Pater, and if it's about Hevel, then it all has to be what the power of the Hevel is to do in those circumstances. No, I mean, it's not. I mean, but... Yeah, that was just that was just one piece. Here, there's no question. Um, so as we're going to see anyway in an upcoming story. Um, okay, so the Gemara says like this. Hahu um, Torah, there was an ox. It fell into a irrigation canal, which is like known to be a standard ama deep, okay, which is like, a, you know, which is, a, which is a, whatever it is, a foot and a half, okay, six tfachim. Um uh um so the ra- so the so the owner shechted it before it had a chance to like walk around or whatever figured I'll shecht it before it dies on me. Tarfe Rav Nachman. So Rav Nachman said it was a trefa because even if you don't see, there's this thing called risuk evarim, which is like the uh, sort of a loosening or like the, uh, tr- the of, of the limbs, which is an animal suffers an impact even if you don't see any wound or whatever. There's a concern. It will be a trefa. It's it's possible to be a trefa unless it survive you know survives a day or take or walks around. But if you, in this case you shechted it immediately and you didn't show its viability after this impact, it's considered to be a trefa. Okay, so. Uh, the Gemara says like this. Um, uh, one minute. Um, right. Uh, if the owner of this ox would have been smart enough to just take like a uh, a measure of flour, the Midrasha, you know, he had like expended a few bucks and gone take a cab to the base medrash and learned a little bit, and he would have and he could have learned what would he have learned? He would have learned, you know, if you would have waited 24 hours, it would have been kosher. If we would have expended a little effort to find out the halacha, then, he wouldn't have lost his ox to Shavu Kamakavi, which is worth many of uh, these measures of flour, like with thousands of dollars. Of course, clearly this guy thought he had to act immediately. If he didn't act immediately, he thought it would die. Anyway, Alma, anyway, what's relevant about this? What's relevant is that this whole canal was only six fucking deep. And Rav Nachman felt that if it felt, felt an impact of six tfachim, that would be enough to create a possibly fatal impact. Okay, now why is that? It's only six tfachim. Our mission says that a boar has to be ten tfachim to create a fatal impact. Okay, so when you see Rav Nachman's of the opinion, that you can have an impact less than ten tfachim deep that could possibly cause death. That you're exempt when it's less than ten tfachim deep for for death. My time. What's the reason? Isn't it because it does not have enough impact to cause death, and therefore, how come you detrace this animal? So the says, top of no, because there's not enough hevel, and I therefore the way Rashi is, I pass him like Rav that pachiv is only for hevel. So this is also like your trouble. Even though the impact is enough to cause death, if it's, if it's that shallow, since the hevel is not enough to cause death, you're not chayev for bore. Okay, so again, very strange idea. Hevel is not just to connect you to the impact. We're suggesting that an impact of a, of a shallow bore could create death. Death, but the hevel is not enough to create death, and therefore you're not you're going to be exempt if the animal dies. Okay, so that's exempt from liability. But here, if the animal actually fell in, it might die. 
And that's why Rav Nachman said the animal is a trefa. Yes. So in this case, uh, I'm actually very interested. Like, you know, you don't, are we saying that the animal has to die in the boar or has to die within 24 hours? Let's say it's like around 24 hours, then dies daily. Are you tired for that? Or? Uh, you mean by the boar case? Yeah. yeah, that's a good question. I mean, we sort of had that by the shore as well. Carne de Torek Virabay, you know. Um, yeah, it's an interesting question. I don't know. You're right. I mean, logically, I would extend the same logic that we have by the shore, but maybe not. The shore was an active act of Hezek. This was more pa- passive and whatever, and therefore maybe more could disconnect the owner from the final a- a death. I don't know. That's a good question. Okay, so the one says like this. Iharchi, who's a pachayev, at least they have lift. You're saying there's no hevel. Why you hide if the animal is damaged? Amalei, ain't hevel. It means to be a shawl and a like we said before. But I don't believe the chiv of a boar has anything to do with chavata, and the difference there is about Hevel, but yes, the Chavata is enough to cause death, even less than 10 Tvachim. Eisvei, I'll challenge you on this. The place where they would stone a person would be two uh, heights, um, uh, you know, higher than um, two stories, basically. Right, thank you. The Isak Daitik, exactly. The Tani Allah, we taught another, a bright on this. The Tani Allah, the Koma Shalot, and also the height of the uh, actual person himself. Right, exactly. The person being executed. So basically, you have three heights, you know, the height of three people, essentially. Assuming that the komot, I mean, you know, Michael translated komot as stories, which is a normal translation. But giving that it says koma shalow, I think it might mean three heights. I think in this context, it means the three people heights. Okay, but which is whatever that is. Okay, so first, so that's like, uh, so that's something like a good ten amot high. All right, fifteen feet, ten amot high, something of that nature. A lot more than ten tefachim. Okay, the now he says, and if you think you're of Nachman, the Yesh that an impact of less than 10 Tfachim can cause death, like by this animal, why do you need it so high? Of course, it's a pretty silly question. It could cause death, but it will. It might be a very slow and painful one, and it won't necessarily cause death. You want to push the guy down and definitely cause him to die. You want to get it high enough, you know, that you're pretty certain what the end result will be. And the Gemara, anyway, asks it in a different way. says the Gemara, according to you, Navi if Okay, fine. You're trying to challenge me that, that if, if less than 10 Tfachim, why do you need so high? Fine. And according to you, 10 Tfachim causes death. Why do you need it so high? This is much higher than 10 Tfachim. Ella... To Rav Nachman, like the other statement, this is Rav Nachman, right? Yeah, like the other statement of Rav Nachman. I'm Rav Nachman, I'm a Rabbi Barfu, I'm a Krava, love your friend, neighbor as yourself. Even at the time when you're executing him, he's still your friend and your neighbor, right? That's a powerful statement. And you should try to p- pick a form of execution that, uh, you know, is one that you would pick for yourself, right? It's something that is painless, and therefore you want it. <laughs> therefore, within the context of the halacha. And therefore, you would want it to be something that would be like the high, if the higher it would be, the more quick the death would be. Okay, I would also just say the more certain. Like you know, one thing can cause death. If you want it, you want an execution that will cause death. Anyway, the Gemara says Let's make it even higher. No, because it will, it will like it will uh, desecrate the body. You know, it, it, it'll disfigure the body. Right. So you know, so you need to have the exact right balance there. Okay, fine. Asri. So we're still trying to to see whether less than ten tefachim is enough of an impact to cause death. Kipoa no felmi menu. This is the obligation to create a fence around your roof lest a person fall from it. So the, the, the Brayta says, Mimenu velo bitocho. Falls from your roof and not into your roof. Menu. Let's say the public domain was higher than yours. Then your, you know, here you were. Your building was built here. Right, here's your building, okay, and your rooftop, and here's the Rishit Harabim, okay? 
What? An overpass? An overpass. Oh, yeah, that's a good way to think about it. Here's the Rishut Harabim, okay? And here's where you, you know you are. So, somebody's walking the Rishut Harabim. They can fall off the Rishut Harabim into your roof. Now, of course, I'm not exactly sure what you're going to do there. A fence won't help much. Right. You might have to, like, put, like, you know, like a, uh, like some type of a cushion on your roof or something. Anyway, so you're not obligated. And somebody, this doesn't mean fail, this is not a talking liability, it means somebody could fall from Rishut Harabim onto your roof. Patur, you're exempt from building a fence. Amukam yimena sa'etzachim. If the Rishus Rabbim is ten tzvachim, you have to build a fence for yourself anyway, because you go on the roof. You don't want to fall. Um, that's an interesting point. Why do you have to not prevent yourself from falling okay. down there? I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe it's like built into the the. Uh, <laughs> maybe it's built into the ground, so there's no high. I don't know. That's a really good question. Maybe uh, maybe your rooftop is very short. Maybe you're like a, a hobbit place or something. And then, I don't know. <laughs> that's a good question. Anyway, I don't know. You, I mean, the bottom line is I don't know why it's just focusing on Rishus Harabim, especially when it's talking about you falling. Who cares where you fall? You're falling off the roof. You don't care if you fall in Rishus Harabim. Haisa. Uh, okay. Um, okay. Um, if the is ten below, the ground is ten below your rooftop. The novel and you could fall from your rooftop into onto the ground. Okay. So basically, your chayv, if there is a ten tefach height to fall from, so why do you need a ten tefach height to fall from? Presumably, because less than that will not it doesn't have the possibility of causing death and presumably you don't need a fence if you don't have a potentially fatal uh, fall that's good there so the Gemara says but if you think that you can have a, a, an impact less than 10 Tzvachim that, 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 that could actually cause death why do you need the, your rooftop be 10 Tzvachim off the ground even less than 10 Tzvachim off the ground he said back to him you know you're right you don't need 10 Tzvachim in order to create a big enough fall you need 10 Tzvachim in order to define something as a bias okay you're only chayef to build a fence on your bias if you own something that halachically doesn't have the status of a bias even though it could cause exactly this type of an injury you are exempt technically from building a mock a, a, a fence so yes it could have a big enough impact but it's not a bias so the says one minute so what if the issue is that you need something to be 10 Tzvachim to be a bias presumably we mean 10 Tzvachim of the ins- from the inside of the inner cavity so if that's true why is 10 Tzvachim fall enough to make something a bias 10 Tzvachim fall is measured from the outside okay so um even if it's from the outside measured as ten tefachim, if you subtract the thickness of the rooftop and the plaster, that's on the inside, it won't be ten on the inside. So if the real issue of ten is not the degree of the fall, but the definition of a house, presumably that's because you need a cavity of ten of ten tefachim, a height of ten tefachim inside in order to be considered living space. If that's true, if we have a technical need for bias, how does ten tzvachim on the outside satisfy that? So the Gemara says, Amrle, he said back to him, keep going to Dachak Migavai. Okay, so it's ten tzvachim on the outside, but it's also ten tzvachim on the inside. How? Because you you okay. dug into the ground, so you actually have Angle. a lower, what? Like right. So you actually have a lower floor than the floor on the, than, than the floor outside the house. Yeah. Yeah. He says, the Gemara, ah, 
if that's the scenario we're talking about, that it's a house because you've dug on the inside, then we're back to it could be less than ten fachim on the outside. You would also have a house that's less than ten fachim when there's fewer than ten fachim, less than ten fachim hide on the outside. And on the inside it will be ten. You have a very big, you know, uh, 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 hole that you dug on the inside. So measure on the inside it's ten fachim from the floor to the uh, ceiling, to the bottom of the ceiling. Measure on the outside it's less than ten fachim. So we're back to the point that don't give me this answer about this we're defining a house. Clearly what we're defining is is the fall. And less than ten fachim is not a fall that causes death. Which is again shot in our Mishnah. So how did you, Rav Nachman, make this animal a trefa? So the Gemara says, fine, you, you, you got me. So the Gemara says, um, here's Rav Nachman's reasoning. Not because less than ten can cause a fatal injury. That's true, it cannot. You need ten to cause a fatal injury. But here's his reasoning. From the underside of a ox's uh, belly to the ground, what's the height? Okay, Arba, four tfachim. So I don't know if, I, if you've ever measured it, but okay, there what it is. Four tfachim. Ariza did he lie, Kamahave? The depth of this irrigation canal, how much is it? Shisa, six tfachim. Hasara, so sell ten tfachim. Okay, so you got it? <laughs> Here's your cow. Now I get to draw a cow. Here's your cow. That's four tfachim to the ground. Okay. And then it fell six tfachim down into there. So the, the impact Right? I mean, it could have said by, by, maybe, maybe it killed its guy by, by killing its head. But anyway, the impact was 10 Tfachim. Okay? Of course, you have to like imagine, I guess, I don't know, how did it fall? I mean, I guess if it fell by tipping over, right, that also would be 10 Tfachim. Right? That also would be 10 Tfachim, right? I mean, I always, you know, it's not, it's, it's like, it's not like it's like laid out and Flattened. If it fell over, then this also is going to be a 10 tefak fall. Then why is the boar? Why does the boar have to be 10 tefak? We're going to get to that. Okay? Where you, feel, you see that when it gets the impact, it's getting an impact of a 10 tefak. So the Mosh says, Your six tefak would be enough for animals if we assume that this is the general height of the animals off the ground. So the Gemara says, Amri Masnisin de Ignader Labor. You're right. I'm missing that it rolled into the boar. Okay, the animal was like rolling in the dirt. And then it had to be ten fucking deep. But if the actual animal fell from a standing position into the boar, you'd be high even less than ten fucking deep. Which is, of course, not at all shot in the mission about anything we've ever said. Now we find out that in most normal cases, the boar doesn't have to be ten fucking. At least, at least, it has to be six. At least according to Rav and, and even with that, you have like this bad air. Yeah, what can I tell you? That's a good question. Then you have to say the air that the hevel is in less than ten tefachim, according to Rav. I don't know what to say about any of this. Let's look at the next mishnah. Okay, you have a you have a you have a, a well that's owned or a pit that's owned by two people. The first one passed by and didn't cover it. The second one didn't cover it. Which is interesting. Money say the first one was also negligent. If you look at the side, it says Girsus Arif Harambam. Harishon Chayev. So that's going to be funny. The core question of what is the ruling here, right, there are three possibilities. Both, which is clearly not the Pesach of the Mishnah, or the first guy or the last guy. 
but there's a question what the Girsa is. So we will wait a while till we get to that, which is the core point of the Mishnah, and let's first see what the issue, what the concern of the Gemara is. Ami, the Gemara says, you can say, How do you get a well owned by two people? Honey, if you hold like Rabbi Akiva, Dumber, Bor, Bruce, Shusar, Chayev, that one of the obligations, of the liabilities of a bore is if you own it, it comes through ownership, not through digging. So, um, so, that basically two people owned a field in, 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 uh, you know, in partnership together with the pit in the field. Um, and they, uh, renounced ownership of the yard, but not of the well. So they remain property owners, like, like title owners, joint title owners of the well. That's an easy scenario. But if you're never liable for case of ownership and you're only liable for a case of actual digging of the well, so when are you for a If you dig it in the public domain where you're not dealing with a real property title ownership, how do you get two people to be equally liable for digging a well? Okay, let's say they both, you know, appointed a third person to say, go dig for us a well there in the Rashida Rabim. Okay, they hired somebody to do it. So then when he did it, it's like both of them did it. When he goes and he digs it, you can't make a Shaliyah to do a sin. Now, normally that's used to say that, like, in terms of like some punishment by Bastin or something, you know, not a civil liability. Uh, but here the Gemara, so you can go two ways. You can say the Gemara is actually saying that you do not Vera by making a board Rashida Rabim which actually is an interesting question that we have never addressed because the Gemara doesn't directly address it, which is, what do you transgress, besides the question of civil liability, do you transgress anything by making these headaches? You know, by, I mean, and there's different degrees. There's making a board of Rabin, there's not, there's pa- there's, that's an active thing, you know, an active thing on your account, like the person gets damaged but pa- more passively. There's not being negligent watching your ox, that's more passive on your account. Are you doing any type of a sin by creating potential hazards, you know, for the rabbin. So the Borber should have actually a number of Rishonim say, uh, yeah, there's a Pasuk about that. Which So we normally translate that metaphorically, but there is like a literal meaning of that. Now you could say people aren't necessarily blind, but nevertheless, you're really creating a Mishol for people. Okay? So it is possible to say, yeah, there really is an Aved, but nevertheless, nobody says the liability of a boar is because of the sin of the boar. So normally, so this is probably best understood to be a little bit sort of used more figuratively and saying, the same way you don't have to get punished in Shemaim or in Basin for somebody else's sin you're not going to have civil liability for somebody else's actions that person is still choosing to listen to you he dug the well he's responsible for his actions you're not responsible for his actions okay the company sends me on a construction project you know to dig a bore I'm right not the company uh, I mean according to yeah halacha um, I mean it would be an interesting question if you're like an honest because you sort of like trust the company or something like that you know that they that they were telling you to go in a place that you were legally entitled to go, right? Be an interesting question about what would be if you have a type of an honest mummon in that regard. Like, if you're afraid of losing your job, right? So, in a sense, you know, they're holding that sort of threat over you, right? Would that sort of... I, I don't know. Those are interesting questions. But in principle, the answer is, is yes. Um, okay. The Idachar Ahai, 
Hamisha Vahai Hamisha. If Ruben dug five Trachim and Shimon dug five Trachim, Niskalkaru Maitarisha. We're going to see in a minute that when the second guy does it and turns it into a full bore, because a full bore sent Trachim, then he takes ownership over the whole bore. It's considered fully his bore, since he made it from less than ten to ten. Okay, now, this is going to actually be a little bit of a debate. Hanichal Rabbi, this will be good according to Rabbi, which we'll see momentarily, because Rabbi will say, even though the second guy turned it into a bore that can kill, and the second guy is liable for death, right, they're both equally liable for damage. So for Rabbi, you can get a bore of two shutfim, if they both dig five, that even though one is, primary, is responsible for death, they're both responsible for damage, that would be a scenario where they're both equally responsible, at least for damage. But for Rabbi to be liable, jointly liable for the death of an animal, um, for the rabbis, whether death or nazikin, you won't find it. Because when the second guy does it, for the rabbi, he's the only one liable for death, and for the rabbanan, he's the only one liable for death or damages. So when are you going to, what, what would be the scenario? So we'll see the Gemara's answer, and then we can imagine a lot of other answers too. So, okay, so they, you know, they, they took turns digging it, and they got it down to nine and a half tfachim, and then there was that one little, sort of like that christening event, you know, when you have, they both wanted to own this as the board that they were going to be chayav on, so they both jointly pulled out that last half inch, and then they both made it into a board of Osara. Okay, so, now, it's, what I don't get is why, why, why you could imagine a case where, like, you know, what would happen if, like, you, this guy is digging here, and this guy is digging here, right? And so it's a very wide bore. They're each sort of digging in their own holes, right? And then it gets combined, and it's one bore, right? That would be a case where they would both have dug the full depth. Anyway, let's see what the Gemara says. Split what? Split if they're jointly, if they, if they jointly negligent. So we're going to, yeah, they would, sp- the question is what happens if only one of them is around and not the other? Mm-hmm. But uh, they're both around, then yes, and they do split damages. Right. So the Gemara says, um, uh, in this case, yeah, okay. So we'll take the word says, um, okay, my Rebbe, my Rabban, what's the debate of Rebbe and the Rabban? Tanya, Echadachover Bortisha, one guy digs it nine trachim, Ubarachavi Shimulasar, and the other guy went and made a tenth. Ha'achon Chayev, the last guy is liable for everything. He turned it from a not really a full bore into a full bore. Um, Rebbe Omer, Achachon Lemisa, no, the last guy is fully liable for its ability, for, for any death that occurs in the well. But they're both liable for damages because they both created a bore of damages. It was a bore that could damage before it hit ten. My time is Rabban. What's the reason of the rabbis? Damakra, the verse says, The person opens or digs a well. Again, if you're high for opening, certainly you're high for digging. It's coming to tell you that the guy who digs after the guy who digs, like the extra word of kiyichre, is to tell you that if you do an additional digging, you could be fully chayav. Okay? That if you remove the meaningfulness of the previous guy's acts, meaning if he dug five, if he dug three and you dug three, you're both chayav. But if you did something that really transformed the boar, he made it less than ten and you made it into ten, then it's all your boar. Okay? So, um, no, you need both of those phrases. Like we said, remember, like you need to tell me if all you do is open it, that that's not trivial. Trivial. You also have to tell me that if you dig it, your putter from your putter as long as you cover it, you don't have to refill it. So it's not a problem. Rebbe says there's no redundancy in the pasuk. Um, 
Tzichus. The rabbis concede that, that it needs to talk about both scenarios. And behind the time of the rabbis, and this is the reason of the rabbis to say that the last guy becomes fully liable. Amakra ki yichre ishbor, a man, not two. Okay, now of course you don't need that when literally only one of them does it, but it means that there'll be cases where two people will do it, but one is really seen as the primary person. And they understand that this is the case when he transforms it into tenth fachim. Um, the Rebbe, Rebbe would say, If a man digs in and not an ox digs, if, an ox, if your ox digs your well, you are not liable for it. Um, and the Rebbe would say, It says it twice. It says it twice. It says it twice. So one is to tell you that there will be times when only one person is liable, even though both did it. The Rebbe, and Rebbe would say, I did cause of high, exceed high. No, it says each one time, which it had to say, it said it the other time, but it's not to tell you anything new. Now the Gemara says, okay, so the rabbis have Ishbor. So that tells me that there are times two people do it and only one is Chayef. Who told you it's the last guy that did it? Maybe it's the first guy. That doesn't make sense. And the carcass will be his. The one who becomes fully liable is the one who turned it into a boar that has the ability to t- uh, for death. That's the guy that transformed it. We're talking about a case that the animal died. That's the one that's fully liable. Liable. One minute, you need to tell me the teaching of Rava. With Amar Rava, Rava teaches, If you have an ox that was used to be a korban and is not a korban, I sanctified my uh, ox as a korban, and then it got a mum, and then I redeemed it. So the halacha is, what can I do with this ox, now that it's been redeemed, because, but it used to be a korban, is I can shecht it, I can eat the meat, I, can ben- I can't work it, but I can shecht it and I can eat the meat. I can get benefit from it. But one of the halachas also is, is that if it dies and becomes an avela, I cannot give it, I cannot use it as dog food. I can't get any benefit out of it as a carcass if it wasn't shechted. So hames lo means a case where the carcass is usable by the owner. But if it is a case of this, of this bizarre case of a shorp sulei mukdashim, where the, where the carcass is not usable, then you have no liability to the owner. It's not like you didn't cause him a, a loss. He could have shechted this animal and got a thousand dollars worth of meat out of it. But nevertheless, it's a, it's an arbitrary exemption that you're not liable in a case like this where the carcass is something that cannot that the owner cannot derive benefit from. Okay? So, uh, so, so if that's what you learn from it not this idea of the second guy who digs the well only you can say fine that's what the case is, we're learning this way of exempting this type of an ox but of liability for this type of an ox but it tells you that we're talking about a scenario where you dug the well so that it could kill and therefore in a scenario where the one guy where, where, where a well was done so it could kill then the person who got it to that stage is the one who's chayef. Okay, so that's the debate of Rebbe and the Rabbanan. Everybody agrees that you're chayef for the death if you made it, if you gave it that ability. The question is, have you completely transformed it on you now chayef for everything? Now, Tosos points out that there are easy scenarios, whether Rebbe and the Rabbanan, that both could be chayef, without this case of pulling out the last thing. Here's a case that they're both chayef for Nezikin. You dug three and I dug three. We're both chayef for Nezikin, according to everybody, right? The Rabbanan only say things change because I qualitatively change its identity. Here's a way we're both chayef for Misa. You dug 10 and I, made, and I dug another 10. So you made it uh, have the ability or I made it. I didn't transform it qualitatively. Okay? So, so, so there really are scenarios where they could both easily both be Chayev, but the Gemara was dealing with a standard bore which is assumed to be 10 Tfachim. So if it's exactly 10 Tfachim, how could they both dig it and both be Chayev? 
Okay, and that's why it speaks about them pulling that last piece of ground out together. Okay, Tadarabam. Uh, three lines on the bottom. So here's that scenario. One guy digs ten, the other gets it to twenty, the other guy gets it to thirty. Kul and they're all equally liable, even according to the Rabbanan, because everybody made it a bore misa. Now, of course, the question would be: Let's say one guy digs it. Look at this little tosfos. So it says, "Who had in Aleph?" Now, that's a little bit of a shocker, right? I dug a 10, and you made it 11. So you could say, I'm the only one high for Misa. I dug a Shir Misa, you didn't. Or you could say, once it has the potential to kill, and I, you added another Tefach, you made it more lethal, right? On the other hand, what? You know, your extra Tefach makes you just as liable as my first 10 Tefachim? So that's an interesting question. The Gemara gives an easy case. I dug 10, and you dug 10, right? But what if I dug 10, and you dug 1? Anyway, so Tosa says it would be the same. Okay, Ramini, I'll ask you on this. One person took ten, and the other person came and plastered and, like, you know, engraved. The engraving isn't really just thrown in. Okay, Ha'achon Chai, the last guy. Now, that, why is that? That's a bizarre. The first guy took ten, so that presumably makes it sound more than we said before. The, the last person, not just the person who made it into a ten tefach bore, the last person take, who did something of, of significance takes over ownership of the boar. It's seen as now, it's your boar. You went, you changed it, it's now yours. So the Gemara says... Right, so that's the way Rashi reads it. Right, so Rashi says, right, thank you. So Rashi says it's not just something trivial, you actually get transformed it into... Now I would have said, because I'm obviously more inclined to think about Chavata, that you made it harder, and you made a harder impact of the boar. Okay, and this is actually a case where it's not Karka Olam, you added the plaster, right? But Rashi, at least focusing on the Hevel, says you also made the Hevel more lethal. Okay, so how do you explain this? You know, that the last guy, so Lema, let's say, Ha-Rebi Ha-Rabbanan, that the one that says everybody is Chayv is Rebi, who's more willing to distribute, and the one that says it's the last guy is the Rabbanan that says, when you make it into ten, you're Chayv, so maybe even if it's already ten, maybe the Rabbanan could say that you're Chayv, okay? Right? That, that's the last guy. I mean, even if it started as a full bore of ten, maybe the last guy takes over the ownership. So the Gemara said, Amar Avzid, no, Hava HaRabbanan, it works both according to the Rabbanan. Now we clarify exactly what we've been saying. When did the rabbi say the last guy takes it over? When the first guy had not yet given, made it lethal, and then the second guy made it lethal, he completely transformed it. When the first guy made it lethal, then the rabbis agree that you never, that you know, you, you never lose the first person's axe. He made it lethal. You could have made it more lethal, but you don't. You know, the first person remains chayav. Okay, so then what's the explanation of the second baita? The have siyed v'kiyed. How about this idea of siyed v'kiyed? How are you going to explain the second Brayta? That the first guy did ten Tfachim, and it was lethal, and then we're getting the second guy to be fully Chayiv, because he added the plaster. So the Gemara says, So this would follow Rav, uh, Rav that would say you need Hevel, 
And this is like uh, Hillel was saying, I've been quoting earlier Rashi. Yes, it was sent fucking deep. It had enough to create an impact of Misa, but it did not have enough Hevel. Tuzzle basically says that although the Gemara said before that even different types of uh, dimensions of a bore have Hevel, but if it is wider than it is deep, then it wouldn't have Hevel. And this person so added some thickness to the wall to make it narrow enough that it would have Hevel. Okay, and that's why he's Chayim. But it would be like a case of 9 and 10. Okay? So... Alright, so that's an answer which is not super satisfying, but whatever, that's the answer. Igadami, some say, it's both Rebbe that normally says you that really is inclined to equally distribute the, the obligation. The guy ten and twenty and thirty they're all that makes sense. Hadiktani Achon Chayev, the one that it says it's the last guy with the CA Vikiyev. Kigon Shalohayev have a low lemisa of a low in Similar type of an answer. It was so wide that it had no effective hevel to cause any liability. So the first guy did nothing. Okay, I mean you could imagine that. You could imagine you dig a deep thing. I mean I wouldn't say I wouldn't say base it on the hevel, but I would have said that if you had like a, a sloping incline, that you could imagine digging something deep. You know that as long as you have enough of a gradual slope, it's not a hazard. And then somebody else comes and plasters, but I'm thinking about Chavata, not about Heva. Anyway, a swimming pool is like that. It goes gradually to the deep end. Ah, that's a good point. Right, right, right. Okay, so anyway, so what we're trying to do is we're trying to turn this into a case where the first guy, did not, even though he dug a 10, didn't you do anything significant enough? And that's why it allows the second guy to be totally Chayev. Okay? Whether you explain it according to Rebbe or according to, or according to the Rabbana. Um, okay. Okay, I'm a rava. He niach even al piabur v'yishlima laasara banu lamachlokas rebbe v'rabanan. Let's say one guy dug a bore of ninth fachim. Okay, here's I know why I made it so small because it was only ninth fachim. Okay, <laughs> here's ninth fachim, and then you came and you put a stone right by. Here, here's the Rishut Harabim. Why am I having a hard time here drawing three dimensions? I don't know. Anyway, okay, here's. Okay, here's the, uh, I guess it's a cut, whatever. Anyway, okay. And anyway, you came and you put a stone right here. Okay? So then the person that's now going to trip, he's going to walk, he's going to trip over it, and now he's going to fall a total of ten tefachim. Okay? So that's what you did. You made it now, but of course that extra tefach, you didn't give it an, uh, an extra tefach of hevel. So if you're a hevel person, you know, you're not going to be happy with this. You're not enough to be chayel, because it only has nine tefachim of hevel. Okay? So, um, okay. So, the and you got it up to ten tefachim. That's the debate of Rabbi and Rabbanan. By ignoring the hevel issue I just said, it was a nine tefach bor that became a ten tefach bor. So according to Rebbe, uh, everybody says only the last guy is high for Misa, but according to Rebbe, they're both high for Nezek, and the rabbis say only the last guy is high for Nezek. Pshita, obviously, it's a case of nine and ten. No. I might have thought that when is it that you say the last guy is high of when you dig in, at the depth of the tenth tefach because then it's like you created that last tefach of Hevel and therefore so wait a minute who is this explaining and therefore according to the Rabbanan you're going to be fully high of okay because you actually created it but here 
even if we say that nine tafachim of Hevel is enough to kill somebody, or I don't know how, but he's dying in the Hevel of the first guy. Okay? So, what? No, well, you could have said that. You could have said that the last guy was Potter. Because maybe it's not just enough that I created a. I mean, what we're saying is, what makes that last guy the full owner? So here's a case where the last guy made the boar fully lethal, okay? But the, but the part of the boar that's killing, forget the Hevel. Hevel's confusing. Let's think about it in terms of Chavata. If I dig the last Tefach, you died. I'm like, okay, somebody, I guess, could hit themselves against the wall. But if they hit themselves, or the animal hits itself on the floor, it died on the floor that I exposed. So not only did I make it lethal, I created, ultimately, I exposed that last piece that was the piece that, that created, that was the impact. So then it's easy to say it's all my boar, which is the Rabbanon say. But in this case, I, I, I made it more lethal, but the person impacted on the boar created by the first guy. So it's actually, you hear the svara. If you get rid of the hevel, which is confusing, you hear the svara that the ownership here is not as much the last guy as when the last guy creates, does the last hefa. Okay? Um, fine. Okay, by Rava. Now Rava asked, Let's say a person basically like sealed up the bore, the, the well, okay, and then he removed his uh, stones, like he had filled it up with stones or whatever, and then he took his stones away, okay? So whose bore is it? Hanan uh, <laughs> digs a well. I decide to do a public service, and I fill up the well, and I say, you know what, I actually need those rocks, okay? And then I undig it, okay? So what do you say? I just, I just neutralized what I did before, and it goes back to being Hanan's well. Um, no, as soon as it got filled up, it stopped being Hanan's well. And now I remove my, my, my stones. Right? If it's dirt, it's more obvious because I really have transformed the ground. But if it's stones, it's his well filled with stones. So do we say, even if his well filled with stones, it stops being his well, it's now, and then I remove it, I've now made a well. Okay? Or, 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 or a hole. The Kamale Kulibir Shusei, now it's all mine. Take you. So that's a really good question. I assume, as I said, if, we, if I filled it with dirt and redug it, it would definitely be my well. But if I filled it with stones and then removed the stones, that's a more interesting question. Does it go back to being his and he's liable? Right? Or, now, of course, you could say, even if it is his, let's say I go ahead and I see his, his well is covered and I kick the cover off. Right? Presumably, I'm liable. Okay? But here's the case. I put the cover on and then I kick the cover off. Right? You could ask that question. Right? Forget the stones. I decide to do a public service. I put a cover on his well. Then I decide, forget it. He did it, dug it, let him be responsible. I take my cover back off. Right? So whose well is it? Okay, so that's the first question. We don't know. Yes? It's only clinging to the question of, of extra tefah. Of extra? The last tefah. Tefah. Right, because the same way, right, that's why we're asking you here, because the last tefah, I did an act, and I totally made it mine. Right. So how, how much here, even though the first guy did nine-tenths of the act, my act totally made it mine when I dug that tenth, so that's the parallel, correct. That's the, that's, right. I don't know if it's just a parallel. I mean, Rashi thinks the Tom Tefak says, now flip the board test off, or actually going to Oh, wait a minute. I missed that, Rashi. He sees it exactly as that case. Ah, okay, you know what? I had missed that, Rashi, so thank you. Oh, it's Tom Tefach. He only did the one Tefach. Ah, 
Uh, I was reading that as, okay, I appreciate that. I misread it, so thank you. Hillel corrects me. So I guess you could ask my question, but that's not the question being asked here. Thank you, Hillel. So the question being asked here is that guy number one did nine, guy number one did ten, okay? So this is Reuven, and this is Shimon, okay? And then Shimon, after having added one, said, um, um, said, you know what? Let me go ahead and and uh, and you know and 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 fill that up, right? So he filled up the tefach, um, and then and then he removed it again, right? No, the stilek avanav. Oh no, stilek avanav is back to that scenario. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I misinterpreted it. Okay, fine. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much. It's not what I said. What I said is a different question. That's not this question. This question is I actually did reverse what I did. Okay? I made it 10, and now it's my bore. And now I filled it up. Okay? So I mamish have reversed my act, and it's back to being 9. Okay? Or I added this stone, and then I removed the stone. Okay? How much do we say, it, you know, well, now we're back to just being Ruvain's bore. It looked exactly like it worked, looked at before Shimon came on the scene. Right? Which is, I think, the more natural thing to say. Or do we say, no, you dug that, it became your bore. Now all you've done is you filled up one tefach of your ten tefach bore. Okay? So at least this case, by the way, is more reasonable to see that you'd remain chayev. When I put a stone outside the well, right, to say, and then I remove it, since it's all happening external to the well, it's hard to say in that case that I would remain high if I reversed what I had done. But yeah, thank you, I apologize, I totally misexplained it. Okay, does everybody get this case now? Okay, it became mine, and then I reversed what I did, and we're back to it being a nice, more innocent nine tefach thing. I made it ten by adding it, and then I removed it. Do we say, okay, it's my ten tefach well that I now have, that I just made in nine tefach, or do we say, I'm out of the picture now? Okay, Thank you very much. Let's read that again. Bairava, Tam Tafach, if you filled in that last Tafach that you dug, or the Sidek Avanav, or you removed the stone that you put at the edge of the well, Mahu. Okay? Do we say we completely reverse what you did and it's back to being Shimon's well? Or do we say that, uh, no, that it had completely become yours? So you now ameliorated it somewhat, but it has, it's now completely yours, and um, you're still liable. Take it. We don't know. Okay. Let's keep on going. Um, if you have an eight tefach well, I keep on saying well because well is with water. So you have. Uh, so here we actually finally are talking about well. If you have an eight tefach well with two tefachim, the bas- bottom two tefachim of water. You're chayev. My time. What's the reason? That because basically every tefach of water is as injurious as two tefachim of, not, of, of of an empty cat. So you have six trachim before you hit the water, and then two trachim of water, so that's like an additional four trachim. So presumably we're not talking about heva, presumably we're talking about, about drowning, choking, or whatever. It's not exactly, but anyway, he says, that's as injurious as a ten tefach bore. Yeah, five trachim, and it's all filled with water? Yeah, I guess five trachim all filled with water, right? Um, like we were talking about before, a baby can drown in an inch of water. Um, okay. Right, uh, that's the 
Rashi says the Havel. Yeah, look at Rashi. Mostly Havel. Thank you. Yeah, well, I, I am constantly resisting talking about Havel. Have you noticed that? I guess maybe water vapors. I guess yeah. It's not the thinning of the air. Right? It's the it's the toxicity of the the air. It seems to be. I, I mean, yeah. Um, okay. Um, Okay, so the Mishnah says, "Ibaylu, Borti Shomehen Tefach Echad Ma'imahu." How about if it's nine and one? You know, Hanan was asking just five. Let's say it was nine and one. So Mi Amrinan, the Kivin Dilo Nefishe Ma'ya Leis Be Havel. Oh right, it's in the Gemara the Havel point. See, I'm so resisting it. Odio Ma'kivin the Amik Tfei Is Be Havla. Okay, so do we say since there's only one Tefach of water, one Tefach of water is not enough to produce this extra Havel. So this two for one power of water, you need a minimum amount of water. You need two Tefachim. One Tefach of water is not, uh, does not produce more pe- punch, you know, than a normal tefach of air. So it would only be a nine tefach bore. Or do we say, no, one tefach of water is like two tefachim, and even one tefach of water is like two, and then it's a ten tefach bore. Um, or do we say like either there's not enough water to create havel, or do we say there's not enough water but there's greater depth it's nine it's, you know it's nine uh, it, you know it's nine with one of them as opposed to eight with two of them so so because if you start with greater depth if they have well there is havel even with that one tefach of water let's say you have seven of which three is water right are you getting this it's basically right if you have the whole thing seven and then three of them is water what you really have is four of air and three of water so three times two becomes six okay right so what no it's like ten it's the whole thing is seven but it's divided four and three right that's why I'm spelling this out it's not seven plus three it's of them so it's four plus three okay so do we say uh, where are we? Um, uh, with three tzvachim of water, you have even more havel. So of course that has the impact of six tzvachim. Or do we say because it only starts four tzvachim down, it doesn't start so do- so deep down, right? So leis it won't take. We don't know. So this chiddush of eight uh, of, of like six plus two. There's a question: How far can we expand it, right? So can we expand it to, you know, to, uh, you know, this 8 of 2, can we expand it to 9 and 1, 7 and 3, you know, because the parameters change. Okay. Vaimene Rashizim Rabbah, so Rashizim Yasafah, Hirchiva Mahu. So, you go ahead, Hanan goes ahead and digs a well, and I figure, I'm going to do a public service, and I'm going to open his well even more. Why is it a public service? Because it decreases the hell. Okay, so what do we say? Amalei Haremi at Hevla. He decreased the Hevel. So people should give me a, a medal. Amalei, no, Adarab, Harei Kirav Hezeka. You made it more exposed for people falling in. Right? You've, expo- you, you've increased the surface area that somebody could fall into it. Elam Ravashi, Nechzianam. Let's us look at it. Iba Hevla Mayis, Harei Hevla. Let's see how the guy died. If the guy died because out of some asphyxiation or something that we can attribute to Hevel, whatever that is, then we'll say the second guy is Potter because he made it less of a Hevel bore. If the guy died by impact, he 
Kaiser. And the second guy is Chayev. So, Igad Ami, some say, Amravashi Nechzianam. Let's look at it. Ina Higi Sanafo, Harikia If basically I, you fell in to the part where I, the part that I had expanded, right? If you fell in, if I expanded on the north edge and you fell in on the north side, then I'm, then, then I'm liable. Um, if you fell on the south side, I mean, me have I've actually, I've actually, uh, you know, decreased the impact. Okay. What's, what's, uh, what's the understanding about Nechzi Anan in this context? Like, we have, we have a, we have a, quite a conceptual question. We're only going to see the effects of the question and then determine the result. I mean, it's, an, you're, it's a good point that you're saying the Nechzi Anan, you know, Nechzi Anan could be, like, could be just used as a phrase to say, like, you know, well, let's, con- let's consider it ourselves. Right. But no, I think here it has a really, it, 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 uh, I pr- appreciate you, you stopping and pointing that out because I think here the point is, it's like, wait a minute, this is not just a theoretical question. This, 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 this is going to be determined by what actually happens in practice. Mm-hmm. Right? Until now, we've been talking very theoretically. Who's well is it? Who's whatever? It's like, you know what? This question is based on, like, the Gemara before. Did, it, did the animal fall in this way or did it roll in? Like, you know, here the answer is not, right, it's not just an answer like A or B. It depends on, in practice, what we, what, what's going to happen. Unless you these questions or takers, those couldn't be determined right now. Uh, right, because it doesn't seem like those types of issues, like with the case about Sea Lake Masa Rishon and all those so types of things. Yeah, that's far more conceptual, right. I mean, this is also conceptual, but says a, a degree of it could be answered based on how the events occurred. Okay. Itmar, Borsha It's as deep as it is wide. Um, it still has Hevel until it, it's wider than it's deep. So if it's exactly the same, it still has Hevel. No, it doesn't have Hevel until it's deeper than it is wide. So if it's exactly the same, it doesn't have Hevel. It's sort of like those E.F. Charlotte Sam same questions. Okay. Avala, um, finally, after all that Hevel stuff, which as you see, it's a, I have a hard time relating to, we're getting to this mission about who's Chayev. First guy passed and didn't. Second guy passed and didn't. At least our version of the Mishnah says the second guy is Chayev. So the Gemara says, When does the, at what stage, if the second guy is Chayev, what got the first guy off the hook? That would be the way of reading it. Right? If you have the Rambam's gear set, it says the first guy is Chayev, and then the question is, what does the first guy have to do to get off the hook? Okay, but we'll read it Rafi. The second guy is Chayev. What got the first guy off the hook? What occurred that the first guy is off the hook? Rabbi of Yosef Dami Tavayim Mishmei de Rabbi Barbarchana the Amr Mishmei de Rabbi Mani Charam Mishmei Nicho Mishtamesh that the second that the first guy was there at the well the second guy came over and then started using the well so the guy said oh I see you're using the well goodbye so the fact that the second guy was using it and only at that stage the first guy left there's an implicit handing off of responsibility the Charam Mishmei Yimshelo Dil Yav that actually the first guy has to give him him the, um, the the you know the uh, the cover of the well says okay I I uncovered the well to go take some water the, you number two showed up I'm going to go here here take the cover okay so that's a radically different than the Gemara you know sort of described it the Gemara described it like the first guy just walked by and ignored it and then the second guy walked by and ignored it and the Gemara says no actually they were using it and what got the first guy off the hook was that 
there was some implicit or explicit handing over of responsibility to the second guy. Okay? Um, and then you want to know if none of that happened, what would be the halacha? Would they both be equally chayev? Right? You know, so that's not spelled out. Okay. Um, Kitanai. Let's say this is like a debate of Tanayim. So one guy was uh, drawing water, and the other guy said, you know what? Leave it to me. I'll draw the water now. Okay, maybe they were both trying to irrigate a shared field or something like that. Once the first guy left the second guy to go draw, he's exempt. Now, literally, the Lee really means the bucket. But Rashi interprets Yodel Yav, which is Kisui Habur. Okay? So, um, so I don't know exactly. Anyway, so Bemaikamifli, what's the debate? Rebel Yadavan Yaakov Sava Yesh Brera. There is Brera. Right? Brera is like after something happens retroactively, you sort of say that it all sort of was the way it was going to happen. So, Haimidi Dei Kamimale, Vahimidi Dei Kamimale. Okay? So that at the end of the day, you know, let's stop here because it's already 8.30 and I don't want to it's going to be a little confusing. Okay, so we will pick up with this Bray request and this shared responsibility with the board tomorrow. Uh.